Welcome to the Eye on the You podcast presented by Simply Healthcare. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? Going good. One day before Thanksgiving. Yes. We're, we're recording this from the past. I guess every episode is recorded from the past, but yeah. you're listening to this in the future. Um, right. Yeah, you're right, but you know there'll be news. Right, yeah, uh, maybe not. It's Thanksgiving. Hopefully there won't be news. I guess there's some games tomorrow, uh, yesterday, you know. On Thanksgiving there are games probably, right? Well, I guess NFL, but there's usually like a college game or two. Um, well, not tomorrow, but doesn't Notre Dame play or is that Clemson that plays? On Friday. Somebody plays North Carolina, Notre Dame or, or Clemson. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, my- yeah. Anyway, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. You will hear this on Friday. Um, we It is Wednesday afternoon. We uh, talked to Manny Diaz this morning. Uh, first time we have talked to him uh, in more than a week. Um, first time since he announced he tested positive for the coronavirus on Friday. Um, we kind of got a, I, I think, our clearest sense of where things sort of stand in the program. Um Basically, they haven't been doing anything. I mean, it sounds like they've been meeting via Zoom, um, obviously keeping in touch uh, as a team. Um, but as far as activities, uh, Manny said facilities have been closed. I guess the, they've ha- it sounds like they've had access to, like, Green Tree, basically, for, for some guys to go out and run maybe a little bit. But um, otherwise, it's, uh, it's as shut down as you brought, basically as you could imagine for this point in the season. Yeah, and... And they're starting Monday, he said. Yeah. To practice and 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 really, um, I, it's going to be tough to 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 be to be adequately prepared for Wake Forest next Saturday. That is, if they actually play that game. Yeah. Now Wake Forest also in. We don't know exactly their situation, but they are also in. Have been dealing with their own COVID issues. So um, that game on what day is that? December fifth. Yep. If it happens, it could be a particularly ugly one, it seems like. Um, yeah, it, it really could be. Uh, I I just think Miami is at such a disadvantage because well, we don't know. I think Miami had a lot of guys out with COVID or contact tracing, um, but I think I think a good amount and uh, and and travel, you know, traveling just makes it that much tougher. Yeah. Definitely that much tougher, yeah. especially. In, now with COVID and stuff, I mean they they just the way they do things, they have to be you know very uh, prudent and um, I, I just th- and it's stressful um, just the travel itself right now. Yeah, um, definitely. So I and not and David not being prepared. I mean they're they're just not going to be in game shape, I don't think at all. And, and maybe, you know, Wake Forest, I don't know how bad their stuff is, but, um, it's going to help a lot playing at home. If they do get the game in, I don't know. I'm starting yeah. to have my doubts. I mean, it'll day. be, it'll, no matter what, it'll be a short week. Cause they, they usually practice on Sundays and they're not doing that. Um, and I mean, from the way it sounds and, and Manny didn't disclose any numbers of guys who are out, but it really sounds like, uh, it is a lot right now. The based on you know, he said there's a small group uh, of players who I think he said were previous positives that are 
able to kind of do some conditioning outside at the football facility, maybe at the track there, um, at the soccer stadium there. Um, but other than that, like, it really sounds like, um, you know, it, and you, you know, I covered the Marlins a bit this summer and, and obviously they had a lot of guys in, in and out with COVID and, and that was the thing. It was conditioning, right? It was those guys would go basically, you know, they would clear their protocol their two weeks, basically in most cases. Um, and then they would go up to Jupiter, which is where like kind of their training camp was. And, you know, some guys would be back right away. Um, you know, they would, they would only be there for a couple of days. And then some guys, and particularly the pitchers, and that's obviously an, its own unique situation because, you know, your, your the arm is so fragile uh, as a pitcher. But And then some, some guys would be there for a month, basically building back up their conditioning, building back up to full strength. And I, I think that's pretty typical, right, where, like, it, this virus is uh, so unpredictable, not just with, like, who gets symptoms and who gets really sick and, you know, who, who just gets a little bit of a cough, but also the recovery, it seems so unpredictable where some guys, uh, you know, they get over it and they feel good as new in a couple, you know, in a week or whatever. And some guys that, you know, that, that fatigue lingers with you. Everyone talks about the brain fog. So I think, I think it's going to be totally unpredictable. Um, you, you keep saying that, you know, you're not even sure if that game on December 5th is going to happen. I, I kind of agree with you. Um, but it's also just, it's going to be unpredictable to know who's going to be like at full strength or, or, you know, something close to full strength by then. You know, I realize that there's a certain amount of players that you have to have to be able, you know, to play the game, a certain amount of uh, players in each position Mm -hmm. group, um, before you cancel it. I, I just wonder if, you know, what happens if the guys are not in shape? Yeah. Um, are, and I mean, are not, you know, amply prepared as far as physically. I'm not talking about game plan or anything like that. I, I wonder, um, you know, we're, we're going ha- to have to ask Manny that yeah. um, for next week. Because, you know, what, what happens if that's true? Because they haven't worked out or, or whatever and they're not ready to play the game in that way. I wonder if they can postpone or I, well, they're not going to be able to postpone. There's not enough dates yeah. anymore, but that's something that does cross my mind actually. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things there, right? One is these are guidelines, right? It's obvious that there are always exceptions. I mean, you know, you think of what happened with Florida state and Clemson over the weekend, technically Clemson followed the guidelines. Technically that game According to the ACC was going to allow it to be played, but, um, you know, Clemson also was potentially putting some Florida state players in an unsafe situation, um, you know, safety first basically. And they're able to mix the game at the last minute. Um, I mean, if Miami gets back to practice, you know, let's say Monday they have enough guys out there where they, they can do a full practice and, you know, by Wednesday, they've got something resembling a, a full team that could travel. But, like, it looks terrible. And, like, you know, it's, these guys are clearly uh, not in good shape. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe something could happen. Maybe. And, I mean, obviously the same for Wake, too. We're, we're talking about Miami specifically because we right. have a better sense of what their situation is. But, 
you know, for all we know, Wake is not in, you know, they're going to have a lot of guys in a similar uh, sort of bind as Miami. Um, and sure. it, it's worth noting, you we keep hinting at like, you know, who knows if that game is actually going to happen on December 5th. And, you know, just having two teams with such uncertainty, you know, it's, it's how percentages work, right? Like if Miami, if there's a 50% chance Miami is going to be ready for it and a 50% chance Wake is going to be ready for it, then there's only a 25% chance the game happens. I'm not saying those are the percentages, but like, yeah, I, I think Miami, the way Manny talked today, sounded like he feels like they're going to be good to go by then, but who knows? And I think, um, you know, it's it's a spot Miami fans should like be, be prepared for, for anything to happen, you know, I think everyone has kind of reached that point, hopefully. Yeah, we're, we're prepared. I mean, yeah. and I think, I think be prepared for the, the final three games. Yeah, I mean... The North Carolina game, that's a really important game. Yeah. So, and by the way, uh, the day after, th- well, Friday, when this comes out, right, This at 3.30 p.m. Friday, North Carolina um, is is hosting Notre Dame. Yeah. That's a really big game. I'm sure you, the UM team is going to be watching that very closely and fans um, because, um, because you know, Notre Dame is, is undefeated. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they have a loss, that means Miami has one loss and they have a loss and, um, and Clemson has a loss and it's, it's, Saturday kind of, but um, and then that North Carolina game is very important um, yeah. to next week. Mm-hmm. So November, November, no December twelfth that would be. Um, so we'll we'll ju- there's just a lot we don't know, and I think a lot of other games also are going to get called called yeah. off. I mean, we've um, been talking about it every week we come on, and you know. It's why we weren't surprised, and why I think a lot of people weren't surprised that Miami became the latest to cancel. It felt like every week we were coming on and being like, "Up, oh, ten games postponed this weekend, fourteen games postponed this weekend." Um, right. So I mean, it's the whole schedule is, and it's you know the 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 move that is always, it the NCAA does not seem to want to do, but you know feels like it should be under consideration is, you know, adding an extra week to the season, right? Pushing the I mean, that could, you never know. I, they really don't want to do it's that. It really does not seem like they want to do it, but at a certain point, doesn't it become the logical move? I mean, maybe not if, you know, you feel like you can still put out your four. Like, if you feel like you know who the four best teams are, I guess to them, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, it's, it feels like just for everyone, it would make it a little easier. And also, David, we didn't really say this, but I think uh, the coaches, UM, I think – some UM coaches also um, have been sick. Yeah. Even though Manny didn't say specifically, he pretty much said Yeah, it. he mentioned that um, Monday, who's back on the field Monday, it's not just the players, but, but staff. So he... Uh, he said staff as well. Yeah. And so you just got to hope that <laughs> if it was staff, if it were, was coaches that, you know... They got it early enough that they're they're allowed to come back because Manny said it's she's not even going to know till next week, you know, yeah. as far as who could, because they have to get medically tested. Right. So who's going to be you know who's going to be negative? Who's going to be whatever? 
uh, not showing symptoms, and yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. Um, just talking to Manny today, I thought he was, you know, pretty, like I said, enlightening and informative and. I don't know, was, there, was there anything that kind of surprised you that, that we learned today? Anything like anything that really popped out to you as like a, you know, a revelation of what the last couple of weeks have been like for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say revelation necessarily, but I would say that Manny, um, he seemed, he seemed like a guy that was going through COVID. Yeah, I, he you know definitely seemed I tired think, and sluggish. Yeah, he seemed kind of sluggish, and I mean. He's always great. He was really good today. And, uh, you know, and as candid as he could be, he was great. But mm-hmm. um, it definitely, he definitely seemed like he, you know, that he's been sick, kind of. I mean, it, you yeah. know, he wasn't peppy. And, and he shouldn't, you know, not that he should be. But yeah. um, you, you always wonder, you think that these young, well, actually, he's, I guess, middle-aged, right? But, I mean, you these guys are in pretty good shape um, and you, you just wonder how they're going to deal with it. And he said that it had been, it had been tough that he was, you know, he said he's feeling a little better mm-hmm. and it was getting a little better every day, but um, the days are getting better as we're going on. So obviously he didn't say, Oh, everything's great. And, and he also made a big deal of saying how everyone has their own story. All the guys that, that have been te- tested positive and have gone through it, um, that how amazing it is. Uh, and we've all, most of us have read about this, that the symptoms are totally different depending yeah. on who you are. And he did say that also. Um, he didn't want to get into too much detail, but um, that was, uh, and, and, and I think, the idea, it hit me that they haven't really done anything. Yeah, I, I was. That's. I asked him at the end if the facilities were open, um, and I was kind of surprised to hear like it was totally shut down. Like, yeah, because I thought the weight room. Remember, they said at first that they were going to be working out. Yeah. They were going to be lifting or whatever, and if those guys are working out, that he said that the guys that have previously positives, those are like all the freshmen, right? Right. Who we think probably had it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so I, was, I was kind of surprised about that. I mean, it makes it sound like, you know, we really didn't have a sense of, how we obviously we knew it was bad, right? We knew it was in the, you know, probably high teens at least, but it it sounds like it's really, really widespread. Yeah, it does. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, he didn't give out specific numbers, but, um, yeah, the fact that they went, they went fully shut down seems to suggest that. So these last three games, I, I, you, you keep mentioning, like, are they going to play these? And the other thing that Manny mentioned is just, like, they really want to play them, right? Like, that, I think that that's important but, to note. When Obviously, you know, the, the Wake game, like we said, it's just hard to know with uh, Miami and Wake situation. But um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to – if they're – you know, if they're in a situation like Virginia Tech, they're obviously going to play, and I wonder how much further they could push it. Like, I, I think when we do see Miami play potentially again on December 5th, uh, that unavailability list we get could be, uh, like, 25 players long, right? Like, I, I think that, you know, in a normal – like, in, maybe at the start of the year they wouldn't have done that, but, but 
there's kind of realizing how precious little time is left. Yeah, I mean, can they do that? With Can they play with that many guys missing, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, as long as they hit those, like, numbers, right, those thresholds that you have to. Yeah, and I, and I think you have to wonder, um, you know, how much how much will it hurt them if they don't play with the college football playoff rankings? Because as other, they're number 10 now. Yeah, I know we're going to get into that, but they're, they're number 10 in the first one that came out uh, Tuesday night, and which is a very good place to be, actually. Yep. And they just have to keep winning, and they'll get in New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. The thing is, what happens if they can't? What happens if they can't play anymore? Yeah, they have one loss, but other teams are going to start playing more. You uh, you think? And you know, I know what happens in this uh, college football playoff rankings. It changes every week. It's yeah. not like and it's like a recency bias kind of thing. It seems like always, right? Well, but it changes. So as now as uh, yeah, as other teams start playing and they're healthy. And they show, you know, that's what these guys, the selection committee, that's what they watch. And they see some other team all of a sudden in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten doing well, they, they're going to jump Miami. That There's no doubt. So, um, yeah, I, I, you kind of you hope that Miami gets in at least another game. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, just so you have that extra little reminder of what this team looks like when they're playing like yeah you don't you don't want the bowl selection to happen and Miami hasn't played in more than a month yeah exactly it, it's so true and then um also this is another thought I've had and I'm sure fans have had um as far as the ACC title game you know Miami like we said they're still in the hunt very I mean it's not like a likely scenario that they'll be in the ACC title game, but they can. They can still get in there. If Clemson loses, uh, then they'd have Clemson would have two losses. Um, Notre Dame, whatever. There's all different kinds of things that can happen. Actually, Clemson needs to lose one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I wonder does Miami really want it to get into the ACC title game? I guess they do. If you're Miami, you want to get in, right? There's always yeah. hope. And if they win, I, I doubt very much. It's a program-changing opportunity. Right. They wouldn't be one of the four. If they win the title game, they, they're in a big bowl um, and, and probably the Orange Bowl. It doesn't mean they go to the playoffs. I, I can't believe they'd go to the playoffs, but um, I guess. I guess they could do that too. That yeah. would be like the weirdest thing on earth. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yes, it would. I'm not <laughs> expecting them to go to the playoff. I'll say that. Okay, but I'm just saying it's not <laughs> impossible. But but I also think that if they do somehow get in the ACC title game and then lose, which they will not be favored, it actually will hurt them. It'll hurt them in the long run as far as polls go and the and the college football rankings. Yeah, I guess so. I think if they get to the ACC championship, yeah, you know, they're not gonna. I, I think they would make a New Year's Six Bowl at that point, just based on the the body of work. Um, Probably, but David, I'm telling you, I know, I know, I know. Can't stand the team that loses. It's true in the in the 
uh, conference, if, especially if they lose bad, they do not. That's it's not true. at all. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of pivot over to talking about the rankings now. Um. Unless you have any any final thoughts on the COVID stuff. No, just uh, you know, every day we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it's hard to talk about it because, like you you just said, I mean. Um, we have no idea what Monday is going to look like, and we don't know how much. It, that's the the thing worth noting is it's what fourteen days if you're a contact tracing, right, and ten if you test positive and then test negative twice. So like yeah. guys are really, you know, Manny. Sorry, Manny tested positive last Friday, and I guess Monday is. Or like no, 10. no, I think. Or maybe he tested positive Thursday or something. Whatever. Like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So Monday is ten days I, out for him. Um, basically, so we have no idea who, you know, who tested positive on that Monday that forced them to go and, uh, um, you know, forced them to basically post on these games and maybe who tested positive Thursday. So it's just going to be, it's every day, you know, we're not out there for practices or we're really going to have no idea, but, um, right. every day, you know, they're probably going to be getting like two or three guys back. Right. Um, so yeah, it makes it a little tough to talk about, but, um, certainly, interesting and, and important for the rest of uh the year um oh, yeah. so yeah let's, let's finish up by talking about those rankings uh as you said miami checks in at number 10 uh which is right where they are in the ap poll um kind of what we expected i would say and um last week manny diaz basically said i think he said on hurricane hotline on wqam um that he felt like they were on track to make a New Year's Six Bowl if they went out the rest of the way. Um, I think the, the, the rankings on Tuesday basically show the college football playoff committee agrees. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. If they if they keep if if they keep winning, if they get some games in and keep winning, um, they're going to go to they're going to go to one of the major yeah, bowls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and. I know some of the fans were complaining, you know. All fans complain about whatever their team is ranked. Um, But I think 10 is good. Yeah, it's right about – I mean, I guess the the quibble there was uh, Georgia being ahead with two losses. I think Georgia's losses were to – Alabama and Florida, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and that's what they said. I mean, Miami's loss was to Clemson. Yeah, and at the same time, but the the kind of surprise – the – uh, BYU being at 14 was like kind of equally surprising, right? Undefeated BYU team that is, I think, ranked ahead of Miami in the AP poll. Um, yeah, but they're not good. And they're, since they're a, an independent, they're um, not guaranteed a spot in a um, in one of the New Year's Six. They're not. So Yeah. Um, and they're not definitely not going to get into the playoff for sure. So see what happens with that they they you know they, it's only the all the other te- if you're independent well notre dame you're guaranteed mm-hmm. now they're dc for this year so um i think miami all i'm saying is i think miami's in a very good spot personally yeah. and it's are you enjoying your tuesday nights again it's been a couple of years since you've gotten to watch these shows and have to write stories on deadline <laughs> it, it wasn't so bad yesterday um, last the in 2017, it was a little more. It was a lot. It was a lot more nerve wracking because um, it was you know because Miami was 
you know, they've started 10 and 0. Yeah, and they were really in the mix for a playoff spot. Yeah, they beat Notre Dame, and all of a sudden they were number two, number two. And then they just started losing. And, you know, when they started losing, you're like, oh my God, how far are they going to fall? Yeah. And plus, it was, it was newer. I think this started in 2014, this system. But it was still newer then, you know? We, I, they've evolved also. And, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty organized now. Mm-hmm. Miami, also back then, I, you know, Miami also started being ranked 10 and then they moved up to 7. I think they went up to 3 or whatever, but um, and then 2 and then back down to 10 if I'm right. <clears throat> but we didn't uh, we, it, we just weren't as sure. You know, we never thought they were going to be super high this time around. So it wasn't as nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of honestly like a not, I don't know if we're going to be talking about the college football playoff rankings every week on this show. But the first week, I think it's, you know, just it kind of because technically they don't take the AP into consideration. Um, you know, right. it, was, it was worth monitoring for those little divergences like like BYU being ranked way lower by the playoff well, committee. And I, I didn't expect Miami to diverge too much. We basically I think we, we agreed it was going to be between like nine and 13 or something. Yeah, and exactly. They're right on right in line at number 10. We'll probably talk about it every week because I mean, really, it affects the rest of their season. So, anyway, yeah, that does, and their season affects that. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, any uh, any final thoughts before we uh, finish up here? Um, well, th- so everybody's going to listen to this post Thanksgiving, right. right? Yes. Um, I hope everybody had a good day. <laughs> 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 that's my final thought. And yeah. Uh, Final thought, and and for us, I hope we have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at db wilson too. Um, Susan uh, has done a couple really good stories the last couple of days. Obviously, wrapping up the co- basically what we talked about today: college football playoff rankings, what that means uh, for Miami's. Uh, postseason outlook and uh then today off of manny diaz talking about uh the covid situation in coral gables so if you want a even more in-depth look at some of the stuff we talked about today you can check that out um i've been helping out on um and also uh, a lot of high schools i've had a couple of recruiting stories this week talked to james williams uh who's a five-star safety uh at american heritage we He's a he's a guy that Miami fans who don't like follow recruiting are gonna love. He's got I know you always talk about you love Gilbert Frierson because he got that old school Canes mentality. Exactly. Um, James Williams. I mean, basically the whole conversation uh, I had with him on Friday night um, was you know a little bit about him and a little bit about recruiting, but then also about why he loves Sean Taylor and basically why you know why he worships the 2001 team and. You know, kind of some of the cliche stuff, you, but the stuff you want to hear from uh, a guy coming in, especially a guy who, um, as a you know five star, is theoretically going to be a leader of that team for for years to come. So, um, oh, you love, you love. I mean, I love to see that. Uh, really, that makes such a big difference. It players. does, and to have like the guy, like the the guys, right? Like you, know, the recruiting classes. There's always like a you know, a, maybe yeah, stars don't matter a ton. Obviously, they matter. A bit, but you know, a guy can still be good if he's a three star. But you always get like you know, 
Like, even Gilbert was a four-star, you know, top 300 maybe. But he wasn't, like, a projected to be a superstar. But you get guys like that who love Miami. It's it's a little more rare when you get the guy who's, like, the guy in the class. Like, who, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. Like, he could have gone to any of those schools. And he picked Miami because he, like, kind of, you know, believes in the old days, basically. That's Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, it it, it transcends like their play on the field it's just it's it's very important yeah Uh, it's it makes a big difference in the whole program it does you need those guys yeah i mean i think we're getting way off track right now but it's you know jaquan is another guy who filled in that and you could tell just tell miami when he left there was a void of that kind of guy right Jaquan. and i think yeah, I think Gilbert has probably gone a long way to helping fill that void this year. It seems like maybe like Nesta Silvera has. Like there's a couple of guys on that defense who at least, you know, maybe not talent-wise, like no no disrespect to, to Gilbert and Nesta who are, you know, poss- probably NFL guys uh, right. somewhere down the road. But they're, they've definitely got the attitude that fit with, with some of those old teams. Yeah, they do. So, And it's fun to talk to the, uh, to the high school players. Before right? they get too jaded, right? Yeah, they're when they're excited to talk to us and excited. Yeah, to, they're enthusiastic. It's very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we can wrap up there. Uh, thanks as always for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully, to preview a real football game. Wouldn't that be nice? I know. I'm kind well, of I missing it. Like things are going to happen, so we'll see. Anyway, happy belated Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs>